We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking blockchain, AI, e-games, and so much more. Without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. No music. No music. No music. I set it up for this game. Just like music. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome to the Whiskey Hue. I kept, I, kept, I kept it clean for you, AG, so you wouldn't say, oh, you threw me off. I did not. <laughs> I kept it clean. For once. <laughs> true true the pg pg episode of the, of the of seven thousand episodes in still reading from the script he's like you got you guys ready i'm like let me go copy my little intro from last that week's miami beach episode <laughs> whatever it was called oh man cool man good to see you how's everything going everything is good you know another week the weather's finally break breaking the uh so the bad. vaccines are hitting and the world is opening up slowly but surely Boom. So, uh, you guys got your, uh, how far along are you in the shot process? I got one and my seconds in May. So I got a little time before I can hit these mean streets again, like everybody else. Uh, get my, how about you, Anthony? Where are you at? One, our first one's not to next week. Anthony's like, okay. I don't believe in vaccines. No, I believe in vaccines. I just wanted to see if everybody else turned to zombies. Uh, We still got time. We still got time. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All all, all this, all this logic or lack thereof, is based off of that movie. I am legend. I don't know something about it. (laughs) Something about it makes me go. Ah, they rushed this and they put it out. There's there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. I get it. I get it. We'll see. Um, We'll see. But no. Yeah, I've been pressured. Plus, you might have to take your red head off when you walk into the doctor's office. I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) Half your people don't want to get it, man. (laughs) Just kidding. Say, hey, no, it goes in your arm, man. You can keep the mega head on. I'm cool. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. Get to it. (laughs) So, uh, welcome to another great episode of the Whiskey Hill. We're excited to jump right in. Um, I think we're going to be having some great conversations. Uh, But before we do that, I want to talk about our whiskey of the day. Our whiskey of the day will be Oregon Spirit Wheat Whiskey. Um, this is a new one. Uh, AG recommended it, and uh, we're going to sip on it and give him some feedback and let us know what, what we're thinking, because I think this may be something of a, a pleasant surprise. But we're going to sip on that one and uh, dive right in. So thanks, AG, for bringing it to the table. You know, so I'm here to bring, to get you guys to step outside the box. I know. Cool, Clyde? Step outside the box. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> we play some shuffleboard, play, get a cocktail. We, <laughs> we appreciate you, AG. We appreciate you. That's what I'm here for, man. I like it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we want to dive right yeah. in. I think this is going to be an exciting topic. So, if you followed us as a listener, we've done um, yearly reviews where we went through like 2019, 2020. Uh, but I think this was a great topic that, again, AG, on fire. Rock, you're on, on fire. fire. You brought it up. It's good. And he said, let's look at Q1. Uh, Q1 2021 um, has been has been completed. We're now in April. And take a look back of, you know, what were some of the hits, misses, what we learned, what we're excited about, and uh, really spend some time just um, discussing it. I think our, our audience is 
very knowledgeable and want to lean into what we've been thinking about and what we've been reading and everything else. So we're going to spend some time today just talking about Q1 2020. Uh, I'm excited for this because it's, uh, you know, post pandemic, you know, um, the thing that stood out to me in Q1 was Jamie Dimon said uh, towards the end, I think it was late March. He was like, pretty much we're going to be moving and grooving until 2023 getting ready for the roaring 20s where everything's going to be bouncing back and the reflection of the earnings and earning reports and everything else will will show it. So, you know, that stood out to me so far for the quarter. But, you know, I'll I'll let you guys dive in. I'll let let AP go. You go, man. I know know Anthony's going to want to talk about banks. I know he follows banks a lot. So why don't you run with that? Well, so, so let's let's not run it with the banks. <laughs> AG, AG. I think I, I just called you AP, didn't I? That's me. Yeah. AG. Well, no, so we're, we're business culture tech, so hit or misses. So I don't know if this is a hit or uh, a miss or somewhere in the middle. So we got to like bring up different, different things, not just business topics, but this one, you know, I'm going to go with make this a miss. The Capitol riots. This is clear. That happened at the, <laughs> that happened at the end of the year. Oh, wow. that, like, we, I think I think we can't let it go. Like we can't just like, all right, well, it happened January sixth, it's over, and we move forward. Yes, we have moved forward, but we just can't forget it. We can't forget like these guys didn't these clowns didn't cause we're trying to cause insurrection. Um and 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 over literally overthrow the government. Um yeah. because their guy didn't win. So uh, I think that's a that's a miss for a great way to start off the year, too, by the way. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I want to make sure we toss that one out there, have a list more. But I want to we're going to do, I guess, a ping pong effect. So that's the miss. I will, I'll bring my head up later uh, and, and let AP go for a try. I'm going to jump into banks, man, because I thought you were going to run with the banks. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'll tee it up because I know you're big on the banks uh, as far as like you've been buying buying into some shares. Um, they've crushed <laughs> JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs just absolutely crushed it. Right. And Wells Fargo coming in too. And I think Wells Fargo, I know that's a favorite of AG. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting play, <laughs> but banks, not, you know, here's the thing with bad Biden's massive stimulus package, the vaccine rollout, interest rates are probably going to start going up. They already have kind of slightly, but like, you know, towards the end of the year, they're going to hold them steady for the most part. But then if you look in certain pockets, like in mortgage rates, right? So sometimes they have to go up just because of demand. They can't keep up with it. So they increase rates, but interest rates, you know, treasury yields picking up and everything. So it's going to be interesting. So banks make a lot of money on these interest rates up. But guess what? When they were low in the last year or so, um, trading desks benefited because there's some crazy volatility in the markets. Uh, what else happened? Who won? Investment banking. Commercial real estate was kind of down. Revenue from that. Commercial meaning, um, cons- sorry, com- consumer banking, which is us, right? Going to the banks and doing stuff. It was probably down. We can get into some fintech stuff in a little bit. But investment banking, swang up. Why? A lot of the SPAC stuff. Because it's all all the stuff on the sell side, which is investment banking. Hedge funds are on the buy side of banking. Investment banking, sell side, right? You're trying to sell. And everyone was trying to buy something last year <laughs> last year because the amount of money was just flying. Um, fixed income trading grew. So it was a nice overall net positive year. And these guys just crushed in their spaces. So it shows you that in any economy, they can kind of reposition and pivot and run with the gear that makes sense at the moment. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, they're going to, like you said, flip the switch and they'll keep it going um, in further quarters. But, you know, one thing I thought you guys were going to mention, and both of you guys left it out, Bitcoin what? 
cryptocurrency uh, continue to be on fire. I mean, Dogecoin, which is a meme stock, is up like seven thousand percent in the in the in the quarter, uh, which is amazing because you know everyone looked at it as a joke um, until the chief crypto no what is he called the chief techno officer at um from yeah. tesla, from tesla elon. elon musk until he until he tweeted out uh and continued to tweet and keep growing and growing i think right now i saw as of yesterday it was at like 40 cents a coin which is started off at like point yeah. zero 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 one uh cents so if you put you know ten dollars in there you'll be Getting ready to buy your uh, uh, mansion, like uh, a thule. Got, uh, <laughs> got your Ferrari. Get your Ferrari life going. But no, I mean that—that's what stood out for me this quarter. I mean the, the rise and the the evolution of crypto continue to 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 just take off. I mean, you think about a lot of corporations are now leaning into it, using it as a another form of assets as another form of asset backed securities. It's also um, been accepted in more locations like PayPal and Cash App and all these all these places where traditionally you wouldn't been wouldn't have been able to spend your, your cryptocurrency is, is really now that the barriers entering or those frictions are going away. So I'm just excited to continue to see that. But that's the one that's not for me this quarter is the crypto and the, and the rise. You know, I, you know, foolishly, you know, I can't. OK, I got to say I got to get on this guy. All right, go for it. Go finish up. Yeah, I'm no, I was just saying, I was saying foolishly, <laughs> I didn't uh, buy in because my, my stance has been, this is going to go back. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. And I've been missing out on this run. So yeah, get him. Get him. I couldn't, I couldn't get into Dogecoin, but we should define what you mean by joke. Uh, okay. So is it a joke <laughs> as far as an underlying asset? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that but it started off, it started off as a meme stock joke. Even the, even the original yeah, founder, he, he said, yeah. "I created this, and I think he dropped out and said, you know what? I'm I'm selling on my stake. Um, this is this was yep. started off as an original joke. So that's what I mean by that. Yep. No, but then in the I mean the whole write up is it's kind of like a GameStop type of play again, right? Uh, you got a bunch of riders who are going to ride it up, and then so it's interesting, right? People they're trying to get it to a dollar. They thought yesterday four twenty, you know, so it's an important day for Snoop and a lot of people. They thought it was going to ride up, right? Dogecoin was going to ride all the way up, and they said four twenty is a day." It didn't happen. It actually sold off a bit. But yeah, could you, I tried to get in on some Coinbase and Gemini. They didn't have it. And then I was asking Clyde, you know, the, the one app I like to knock on a lot, but I, I give them praise. I come real. Robinhood, I guess they have Dogecoin, right? Yep, they do. And that, that was my thing. Okay. I missed out on that as well. So like, <laughs> got to open an account. Know, yeah. Just throw like 5, 10K at it, man. Just, you know, just let us see, see what it does. <laughs> right. You know? right. But, but the real crypto guys, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ether, I think they're continuing to crush. Litecoin's doing some interesting things. Even Ripple made it back. And you explain that to me. Um, cause it's not really decentralized crypto, which is what crypto's supposed to be. But anyway, Anthony's, Anthony's waiting in the wings. He's, he's coming at us. Listen, man, crypto, listen, I, 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 I see it as a, like, as way bankers and you can, you know, put your portfolios, another asset class, et cetera, yada, 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 yada. Great. Yada, 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 yada. What is the, <laughs> What is the applicable, applicable, Jesus, uh, usage of it, right? Like it's because that's where my, my, my thing always is with it. I listen, you invest in it and knock yourself out, you know, go for it. You know, I, I was in, I was literally in the doctor's office two weeks ago, you know, getting my annual physical a little late, whatever. Uh, you know, like, and this guy's like, yeah, did you get it on that Dogecoin? I was like, you know, he wasn't talking to me. He was on the phone. And the I, doctor and I was, was saying it. 
no, no, some another okay. patient in the lobby. Okay, gotcha. Like, I was just like, you know, I was like, people are buying it, and I just want to understand what the what the usage will be. And this is we brought this up. I brought this up, you know, several episodes ago. I know the federal government now is looking into some ways of trying to regulate crypto and um, what it what it turns. I'm not saying it's not awesome and and all that good stuff, but you know, and and people are going to use it and, and take it as form of payment. You know, because the government, hey, they don't care what kind of currencies out here or how you're paying. I'm just the federal government's going to get their money. That's all they care about. Yeah, um, and, and, and yep. the only way to get their money is to regulate it in some form of form of fashion, which is completely it. completely counter to what crypto is supposed to be. It's supposed to be decentralized. No one controls it. But then here's the thing. Okay, we'll get in. We'll, we'll do a whole separate episode because we've already done two. We'll do separate. But like. I'm assuming, and this is going to sound, this is like the Suge Knights of the countries, uh, China and Russia probably want to destabilize the U.S. dollar and with crypto. They're probably big endorsers of this because it destabilizes us, the U.S. dollar, and allows them to play a heavier hand, right? All right, because Peter, here, the, if Peter, Peter own, Thiel. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't agree. Hey, look, I'm open. I, I agree with some things. I agree, don't agree with a lot of things, right? I agree with that point he's making. I completely agree with that point he's making. If, you know, and your boy brought it up. Um, what's his name? That dude with the glasses and the bald shaved head. No, your marketing dude. My marketing dude? The, the professor dude. Uh, professor dude? Oh, oh Scott uh, Galloway. Uh, with, with Scott, Scott Galloway. Thank you, man. He brought this up. I like, he's making a perfect point. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I mean, you, you hit me, you turned me on to the guy's, he's, he's a smart guy. Uh, a little, little pessimistic at times, but he's a smart guy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, slightly. but he, a lot of times, <laughs> but he admits it. That's his thing. That's his mojo. But he, he was even saying, look, you know, U.S. is strong right now because we can tax the hell out of everyone. We have the biggest army. We can do this, right? Crypto destabilizes that entire ecosystem. If you can't tax and control the narrative, you become a weaker <laughs> giant. So I get it that, you know, Yellen is trying to make all the right moves. Uh, Janet Yellen trying to, let's, let's figure out how to weigh. And she's trying to do a collaborative effort, right? Which is what you're going to need. But let's see if everyone plays ball. We'll do a separate episode on that though. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'll be needed because yeah. it continues to evolve. And, and your guy had, that came on and gave a um, pretty much one-on-one uh, episode. I, I invite our listeners to go back and, and, and take a listen. Uh, we'll have to have him back on and give us a deeper dive. But um, that's one thing that, you know, I think we'll 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 see a lot in, in future quarters. But, yeah, back to back to Q1. What, what else did you guys see? Yeah. Well. So we can't forget the, you know, you guys and with Robin Hood, uh, but GameStop. How do we how do we ignore that craziness? Um, <laughs> That's right. That was this quarter. I, I was I was, I remember hearing about it and I was like, ah, okay, GameStop, and not thinking about it because I don't play any. You know, I don't play video games anymore. Um, I miss them, but I don't play. But uh, you know, I was just like, oh, I was like, what, what is everybody talking about? Then I look at the stock and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and it had to, and Clyde mentioned it. He's like, ah, we got, we got to talk about this on the episode. I was like, oh God, I got to research this nonsense. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. Next thing you know, the, well, the stock peaked up, you know, right now it's at like 158 a share, but sometimes yeah. at the end of, end of last year, it was at like $42 a share. Um, and you know, 158 is not the peak. I forgot what his peak was, uh, back in February. It was uh, like, I want to say it was over four. Yeah, it was over four hundred. Definitely over three eighty something. But like, yeah. But that that I think to the the talk that we've had for at least the past year, especially since the pandemic started with Robinhood, as you guys brought it up, uh, the access to to uh, one the access to investing, 
right? People have access to investing uh, now more than ever because of apps like Robinhood. Uh, and then their ability to to meet on Reddit and organize <laughs> and buy a stock that to that goes against all conventional wisdom to purchase and drive up the price point. Now GameStop has some capital they could pay off debts on. Uh, they're you know they're restructuring, yep. they're arguably restructured or restructuring their executive team to kind of see what to do next. <laughs> Uh, they got rid of a lot of execs, right? They should yeah. have raised a ton of money up front, which they finally got around to, because uh, why not? It's what Netflix but, is doing. Yeah, <laughs> right? but what, 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 what are they going to really do with GameStop? Um, and that's, no, and they that could really, digitize it, yeah. right? Because they, they were all about, hey, you bought this game for 50 bucks. When you come sell it back to me in two years, I'm going to give you $3, <laughs> right? That was their model in a mall. Well, malls are dying. Uh, let's go. Let's. You're a digital platform. You're a gaming platform. You should be on the digital space. If you're not owning that space, you should just go away. I think they might invest that way, hopefully. Well, it'd be interesting to see what they really do, right? Because, you know, you, you, you're buying direct from the player now a lot of times, right? And right. With, with, with PS5 there now, Xbox, whatever new Xbox is and the computer games. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what they, you know, what they do with this newfound capital uh, that, you know, I hate to say it like this and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but, you know, they didn't really do anything to earn it. Um, it was, it was, it was. One of the things I will highlight is that. <laughs> might delete that one. <laughs> one. One of the things I will highlight is that, uh, you know, a part of all of this, there's Ryan Cohen, the former CEO of Chewy founder, who's taking a big stake in GameStop. Um, he's, he's, I think he's become incredibly even more rich by what's been happening on the, on the back end with the, the, the Reddit and Wall Street stuff. Um, and that's one thing I will watch because his goal is to figure out a way to make GameStop a video industry juggernaut once again, taking the e-commerce stance, similar to what he did with Chewy. So, you know, I think, Athul, you touched on t- taking capital out by with the stock jumping up uh, tremendously and just taking some dividends and reinvest, not dividends, but taking some funds and reinvesting them. Yeah. That's probably the smart thing to do. I know AMC took like a billion dollars when, when, uh, when the stock, uh, jumped, jumped up. So, which was smart to do, right? You're just taking the capital and figuring out ways to save your business. So it made total sense. I'm a big believer in AMC, the rollout, but, um, Hey, you know, we, we covered the GameStop thing already, so I won't go into it, but like, I think it was kind of, I think it was kind of dope where a bunch of these cats with a initial argument was all based on fundamentals, financial analysis with that one dude who's living with his mom still. That's fine. <laughs> um, but, but he had fundamental analysis behind his argument and it made sense. Right. And then a lot of people just dro- jumped on it and it's kind of cool in a transparent manner. They almost took out, I mean, I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but this is what hedge funds do all day anyway. Right. They create markets to make money uh, and then they follow each other and do all kinds of stuff so the, these guys are doing it in a very transparent manner so power to them man and you're not going to see the last of it they got very close to knocking out a whole hedge fund knocking them out uh, it's going to happen at some point anyway let me run out the finance fintech area because fintech right other platforms outside of the traditional banking system private credit which is from these type of groups credit loans more than doubled in this last quarter um, auto loans are being done without banks now. So, and this is via fintech. So there's a, these are enormous threats to banks that you're going to see come out into play. The only thing that you have to be counter of that that's in Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan's of the world in their favor is they can survive downturns. Yeah. Right. Can a fintech platform do that? If the market just heavily goes, hits the fan, boom, can they survive that? 
I, well, that's an interesting play. I interesting question. I I don't depends on how bad the downturn is, right? Uh, and what the what the what the product is like. So you brought up, you know, like you know, you got the insurance side of it with the lemonade, the policy genius. Policy genius is more of a marketplace. Lemonade's more of a. I think it's more of a. It's not a marketplace. It's an insurance marketplace, isn't it? It's some, yeah. something of the sort. But the you have you have those kind of players who act as a marketplace, and not the actual you know the insurance insurer or insurance company. Excuse me, and so. A lot of these fintech companies, we talked about it in another episode, and like, you know, God, we should start memorizing which episode we talked about <laughs> these things in. But uh, <laughs> a, a, a lot of it is they're layered, they sit on top of existing traditional businesses, yeah. right? They're not the yeah. actual business and changing it. They sit on top of, you know, like, like Chime, where people talked about, like, you know, Chime is not a bank itself. They're, yeah. I forgot what they're exactly called. They, they, they get their charters through existing regional banks. It's like Greenwood. Yeah, like Greenwood Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're not banks. They're adding new products to their portfolio and, and, and allowing consumers to access their, their funds and their business, et cetera, differently. So that's what's unique about fintech or, 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 or things in this space, as opposed to what we're used to when we talk about these things, brand new companies running the entire gamut. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, they perform seven out of 10 of the actual banking features without having to, but they get to skedaddle around the regulatory, uh, yeah. you know, jargon. So that's, that's, they set themselves nicely, but they, they give it that 30% chunk. But, um, what, what there's, in my opinion, there's maybe three outcomes, right? Two of them, they're all good in, in the way. So they either right. get so big that, you know, like Visa wanted to acquire Plaid, right? That was about to happen. Then Plaid's like, well, you know what? Let's get out of this deal. That's five, six billion because we can IPO for 20 billion. See you, Visa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that kind of stuff's going to ha- happen, right? And, and either that's going to happen or these things in a downturn, then JP Morgan says, you know what? This innovation is dope. We need it. Let's go acquire these cats because we can because we have capital. Yeah. And they don't right now uh, or they get to be I don't know how they get to a formidable standpoint where then they have to then merge or some other fintech plays to still take out one of the juggernauts or compete on that level on a consistent basis that's all those are three outcomes positive ones was a again a random thought for Goldman Sachs Marcus right their 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 platform called was it Marcus yep, Marcus was that original was that was that purchase purchase or they create that one oh, purchase Say purchased a fintech company and integrated it, which made sense, right? Because Solomon, uh, CEO Goldman Sachs, was pretty much like, let's lean into the digitization of our business and make sure we have a a say in the, in the fight, right? So it, it just made total sense for them. I think they did Marcus, and then there was another uh, fintech company that they brought together where they did the checking side of it and then the business banking side. Yeah. Um, I just can't remember the name right now, but yeah, they got a, there's a couple of them. I don't remember any of their names, but I just remember Marcus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, they bought it's three, cool four name. of them in, great in house. Great. Random yeah. No, but then they were giving great rates too. I remember my, I know some people that were getting great rates from them, like savings, like double, triple X, like the national average. I mean, that's great. Which is like, you know, a cent, but yeah, still it was good. Um, we should talk about beach stocks. Entertainment's about to fly high. Right? Well, uh, um, well, I'm well, looking forward. Well, you want to stay in the? Qu- I'll caveat that with Netflix earnings for Q1. Um, you know they they you know they they said subscriber growth was slowing um, because you know outside is opening back up, so it makes total sense. Everything that they had in the projections were put forward, so they see all that that growth 
they were expecting years out, which makes total sense. That was pushed up. People are deactivating services. But, you know, if you think about it, they didn't have a a chance to film new content and they blame kind of the slowdown on the lack of production. So they're saying, as you're about to get into, then in the future, they're going to have blowing out so much more content in the future. So that's going to change the game. So pre-pandemic, man, I know, and I had this conversation with my buddy, too, just literally last week or the other day. And then we know that there are some executives that Netflix was going to need to be acquired. They were looking at, they were having those conversations. They look, our valuation is higher than it needs to be. And that was like half what it is now. (laughs) And we need to figure this out because what's our run rate? Then this pandemic was a godsend. That was golden parachute lands right in their lap, right? So everyone's staying home, consuming their content. What you just said, Clyde, they pulled it forward. So if they had a a four-year plan, five-year plan to pull all these subs, they pulled it forward like two, three years, right? Into 2020. Disney Plus. Okay. So like, okay. Yes. But they pulled it forward, right? Disney Plus, regardless, like they pull like, they got a lot more subs, Netflix subs, which is great because people are home. Disney Plus one, all of them, right? So here's the thing. Of course, they're going to have a slow off because there's only so many people that you're going to get it out to. Now, the only places, there's two markets, Brazil and India right now, where they can't, because there's a lot of peaks again, as far as COVID. So the production shut down. Everywhere else is wide open, apparently, uh, to shoot. So they're going to have content, but they said it's going to be coming the second half of this Mm -hmm. year. I still think... I mean, they did like we were just talking about GameStop. These guys, Netflix, did a lot of great things with the capital. They just that just fell into the lap. That's how you pivot and win, right? You they did Shonda Rhimes, hundred million dollar deal. Obama's the prince and whatever prince and Mar- 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 what's princess? Like, is she princess? I guess no, she's not a princess. princess. No, she's not. Right? They wouldn't let it happen or something. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like apparently her content their content isn't like uh up to par is what they want like the obama content that's come is great shot of rhymes is dope but they wanted they got the net brand name but the content's not up to snuff from what, what i'm hearing from the inside that's, oh, what, that's wow, what i'm saying wow, like, wow. i can see that i mean because if you think about it i mean they're not that exciting anyway like what what, is, what do they have to say <laughs> like you know we were royals right like yeah, so they could they could lean into that whole thing and then f- endorse like produce other things that are more exciting. But I don't know if they're going to be the original creators. If they were smart, they just find some very talented, underrepresented people, put their name on top of that, do it like Puff Daddy, put your name as executive producer, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and take the credit. That, I mean, that's the that's the business model for you know billionaires all over the world. Yeah. So uh, so no, I think that those are those are some things that that stood out to me for. And that Netflix particularly was interesting to see because as the world opens up and we see how the, the great projections for Q1. Another one that I want to highlight is um, uh, uh, like P&G, you know, those consumer companies. They had outstanding Q2020 uh, rolling the, the, the 2021. So it's going to be changing. So you think about companies like Clorox where, <laughs> you know, uh, sanitizing wipes were flying off the shelves and, you know, you couldn't find toilet paper and soap and everything else. So they had amazing 2020s. Um, yeah. But, you know, there was 2021 as we progress. Some of that has started to slow down. But companies are now saying that they found a way to make up those revenues by leaning into other categories that are wow. specifically around the reopening. So for Johnson & Johnson specifically, you know, they spent all their time on vaccine, et cetera. And people were 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 not going anywhere. But what stood out to me was is in Q1, people started to do elective stuff, which was basically centered around 
uh, their other products and services to make up those gaps. So um, as a larger conversation and thinking is that, you know, from a, a tech play or business play is thinking about those services who lean into categories that were for your everyday mom and pop use. And now how are they pivoting into those areas where, you know, you had the services that were underserved, but you have to get it done now. So like your hip surgery, like you didn't have to get that done during COVID. You just had to sit down. But now you, you want to get it done. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All those surgeries that were backed up and all these screenings, you know, cancer scares and all the sickness. Right. Uh, you know, one thing is America is back uh, to being nasty because um, so my friend went to Disney. And he said people are walking around with masks, but they're half off their nose, you know, and they're not covering up. And then, like, people are going to the bathroom, not washing, coming out of the bathroom. So we're back to being nasty as hell. You think you would think <laughs> a global pandemic, you might, oh, let me let me wash up. Let me clean up. Nope. Let me tell you something. I am, I am scarred with these, Clor- these Clorox wipes. I saw some in uh, the CBS the other day or it was a walk, whatever. They have, like, a whole pallet out. And now I'm, I'm I'm the guy that's now picking up like five. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go, <laughs> like, I can't bring food into my house without and and put it up without wiping it down. Before, yep. Still, I would, I would toss it right into the fridge. Yep. <laughs> now I wipe everything down. I just and it's funny. It. The CDC just last night said you don't need to wipe down. I'm always an eloquent. Still going to wipe down. I don't trust people because people are just nasty, man. How many times have we seen people walk out the bathroom? Not washing their hands, or they just toss it in the water, and you're like, "Come on, dude!" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then they want to shake your hand and give you a pound. Yep. <laughs> you're like, ah, give it, take the elbow. That's why Andy's got it right, man. We do namaste. We do our hands. We fold our hands. We're six feet apart, man. You stay in your lane, man. But <laughs> we got that right. Um, I wanted to go to beach stocks, though. Okay. Uh, this is kind of like beach meeting. It's an acronym: yep. booking, entertainment. Ooh. Airlines, casinos, cruises, and hotels. I never even knew this was an acronym until right. just like last week. It's going to kill it. I'm looking forward now. Like this, These are going to kill it. Look, we booked flights for a, thing, a trip we're taking in June and January, and they were cheap. I looked at those same flights now, triple X, three X. I mean, cause yeah, cause now everyone's high. Everyone's got the, the vaccine was just rolling out back then, right? Just the medical professionals were getting it. Now it's wide open. Everyone's booking and like it's three, four X what it was. And like, we, luckily we booked everything a long time. And ago. then, and then, <laughs> and then what we didn't talk about was those extra stimmies in Q1. People start getting those extra funds and that's what's driving the part of that as well. Cause you know, folks are getting those extra funds. They're spending it in, in those beach stocks. Uh, cause that pent up demand. So no, that's a great point. It's going to help housing. You got low interest rates with low supply right now. So prices are going to, for homes are being driven up, right? Strong savings. People saved a lot cause they couldn't do anything last year. Mm-hmm. That money's going to come out. Um, I, everyone expects us to talk about tech. I know I talk about it ad nauseum. I get it, uh, but I can't stop. Um, cause I, cause I, I study it a lot. So we talk about Netflix, the other fangs. I think a lot of these, you know, with inflation, um, we should put that caveat out there. Inflation temporarily, when inflation increases, right, uh, your purchasing power with your U.S. dollar declines simply, right? So each dollar can buy less goods and services. So tech stocks get hit harder generally during these kind of times. Inflation is going to come. You know, we're hovering around that 1%. I think uh, it, it, real numbers is probably closer to 4 or 5%, but they're not going to release those right now. Uh, it's going to, you're going to see that as, oh, we're already there. Um, but they're long-term duration assets, right? You buy Apple, you buy the Amazons. I'm not going to get out of these stocks. I'm still going to run with them because I think it takes a short time pivot. I'm going to load up on more because guess well, what? I, I'm going to pop back. <laughs> I want to see, as you mentioned, inflation and in as prices start to go up, but you know, when people, more people back to work and salaries stay stagnant. Um, I want to see how much 
how many stocks are dumped? Like how many how people dump their stocks that they purchased on Robinhood? I want to see because you know I hate to say it like this, but you when when your capital when your cash gets low, you start looking at what you can sell <laughs> to to, to sure. keep, keep to keep money in your pocket. And I would love keep to keep the lifestyle. Well, well, well. All, because if you're, if you're saying about people who had capital because they got these uh, the the stimmies back in last year and they're playing, and if inflation, you know, again, I'm just tossing shit on the wall, so whatever. In a year, in a year or so, when people start selling more stocks because you know there's no more, there's no more stimmies coming in, or are they going to actually hold on to hold on to their stocks and, and ride it out? I, I just want to see. Do you think they're going to be investors? That's what you're saying. <laughs> I I would love to I would love to see what happens. You know, man, I, if you I, learn one damn thing from me on this podcast, right? <laughs> Invest long term. I'm sorry, that's the only mess I want to get out. All the rest well, of the stuff is cool. So when you're when you're playing, <laughs> but here's the thing: when you're playing, like people were playing, with, yeah, with the stock market, holding long term isn't a isn't a, isn't a thought process. Sure, right. I agree. So I agree. the thought process becomes, you know, it was cool. I made a couple extra dollars. I need some cash. I'm selling. Sure. And I hope people are are going to hold for for the duration and long term. And and if they need to get out, you know, listen, it's your money. Get out when yeah. you need to. Uh, I just I, I I would love to see how this plays out over the next year or two, uh, especially from the Robinhood side, the Robinhood people. As as I know, you guys are like big fans, and you know want to sit down with the CEO and and have an in depth conversation about their business. Uh, What's up, Vlad? Vlad, Vlad's not returning my phone calls right now. <laughs> uh, no, they've done some things right. They don't have to, you know. But here's the thing, man. So I, I would love one message. I want everyone to get out of this thing. Live a little bit below your means, right? You just you got some cash. If you can buy the Ferrari, get the Mercedes. Don't don't buy the Ferrari, man. Whatever it is, just buy, you know, buy pay a little bit, or you know, just get pay, that way you can invest. And I and I would, I would hope the one thought that sounds counter, it shouldn't be, is hey, when things dip, like if tech stocks, okay, inflation is going to hit tech stocks. I'll say, and they're going to dip. I'm going to pick more up because I still look out ten years from now. Amazon's probably going to be around. And right. Apple still be around. Microsoft still be around. Um, I don't know what Robinhood will be in its current form, right? I mean, you know, so just look at the things that way. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave it right there. But I want to talk about some other kind of discount stores. Everyone expects us to talk about tech because yep. we do it a lot. But I want to talk about like these, if you're wrapped there, you wrapped in that section? Yep, yep, go ahead. I want to talk about the, the Burlingtons and the Dollar Generals and the Five Belows, shit I never even look at. But Five Below, I frequent. I Like with my kids, they love it. We go play sports, throw basketballs around and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was a winter store. Like when I first Five Below, I didn't know what it was. You got winter coats, but you got walk in there. Um, all these stores killed it and they're about to kill it again, right? Uh, and, you know, and because think about it, all these, all the retail last year had to, let's say the regular, let's say Macy's to Saks and on up, right? All uh, higher up the tier. They had to dump inventory and convert to casual because they have lower short-term churn rate, that short-term rates, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, that they have to move inventory. So all these Burlington cats acquired a lot of this crap, <laughs> right? And they they can sell that now. They began selling it. Like they tried to go digital last year, Burlington, because they were late to the game. Didn't work, and they were still killing it. You know, um, all these things will show up on a fifty percent discount because actually, if you get something at a higher tier store. But, you know, a Burlington or a TJ Maxx someone has to buy it from you because you can't sell it in your stores. They don't want you to put a digital, have a digital presence. They don't want the Burlingtons to, hey, I can get this Dior or whatever on up at 50% mark off. So they don't want that. So they want to kill that digital presence. Guess what? It still works for Burlington because people still walk in because they like that, hey, perceived 
value I get. Dollar General, always been a consistent, profitable business for a long time. Um, and revs are up 18% quarter on quarter, right? So, um, they're, they're killing it. Their guidance for the year wasn't great. Uh, but you know, that, you know, you get beat up for even giving guidance anymore. Um, but five below, they open, you know, they want to two and a half X their stores. They got a thousand right now. They want to get it up to 2,500. So they're investing and they want to get the digital presence down. And, you know, they opened 120 new stores last year. I think it's kind of dope, right? Cause it's a fun store. It's meant for like, I think high school kids is that old Navy crowd, right? It's supposed to be, let's get them in here. Some things, five bucks and under, let's get them in. They actually have a section in the back, which is 10, $10, 10 below or something like that now <laughs> where you can buy, you can buy like, uh, like a little, you know, double the price point, whatever. Uh, so, and they're going to, they want to get people in there to increase the ticket volume, right? You spend instead of 10 bucks in there, let's get you to spend 15, 20 every time you come in and have you come in frequently. And the only way to keep that consistently, the growth rate expanded at a double digit clip is by expanding the floor count, the stores, uh, you know, so that's, see that happening. They want to get up to two and a half X of what they already have. So I think it's gonna be kind of dope. Yeah. 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 Shout out to no, guys. I think that's good. And then one of the things I will add on to that, which is something I've been a fan of since last year. And, you know, it, it took some bumps and bruises, but, you know, tried and true GE GE is definitely making some strong comebacks. Uh, I think it was, it was, it was on a, it was on a lifeline about a year ago. Um, and now the stock has pretty much doubled in the last year. And I think they're on the right path uh, by with the new CEO and leadership. So that's one of the ones you talk about non-tech stuff. Um, that's one that, that jumps out to me and I, um, I'm continuing to watch and then as we get ready, I don't, yeah, go for it. Now I was just going to say, and then one, I'll, I'll just add one burn in here just because I like to, uh, you know, AJ, you brought this up on our text chain about Viacom um, and something that happened. And I think, well, it, well let's talk about personal conversations. Alpha. Also, <laughs> just joking. About, <laughs> about your love for Viacom. But I will um, highlight that, you know, I think it was, if it wasn't the end of Q1, it, it was very close to it where, you know, dude just lost $20 billion in like three days, in two days. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Arcagos, Arcagos Capital. Arcagos. He's, he essentially, you know, it was a guy that was back in, I think the early 2010s, 13, somewhere around there. He uh, launched a fund, lost some money, and then he launched a new fund and got it up to like 20 billion, taking a lot of risks. And, um, you know, I guess his capital was called upon and he had to sell everything short. And I think it caught a lot of banks by surprise. So that's one that was in, in, in thinking Q1 in the Q1 that was very interesting to watch. And it drove discovery stock down by like 40 percent. Viacom stock was down yeah. by 40 percent because you talked about AG, you talked about how, you know, individuals, you know, now they're going to have to sell some funds. This was a classic case of. Uh, and a fun, you know, art, um, that pretty much had to do the same thing. They were short, they had to liquidate funds, and it pretty much hit all of the banks except for good old GS, who for some reason <laughs> had a had a one day lead on everybody else and sold out. So, uh, you know what he was doing though? You know what he was no, doing? No. So, we'll go into this in depth a little bit. So, he was basically on, he was doing collateralized loans, getting loans from one bank saying, I have this much in house. And he kept lying to everyone and they kept up in his loan, his credit line, basically. So, he never had anywhere near this money and he kept trading it. Uh, and he kept trading like he did. And then when it was called, like you just said, he got screwed because he didn't have it all at one time and boom, there was like a run on his money. So, he was lying. 
And he was playing a dirty. He was. It was that's an illegal game, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it is. Maybe not. I'm, I'm going to work through the metrics of it. Let's talk about that next time. If it's how illegal, what the illegal parts were, and how how legal it was, because it's you know it's a cool game. You if you want to play it, it's definitely gray, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what he was doing though. But Viacom finally came into the green after like fifty years. I'm like, oh, nice. And then oh, next day, red. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So you know, that, those are just Should've those done. are some of the quick highlights that we have from Q1, and I think there's a, a ton there. But uh, we, you know, we're excited to, to share this and share with our audience. So if you see anything that we missed, please make sure you uh, uh, let us know. Um, go to whiskeyhue.com or just make notes in our comments and we'll check it out and maybe highlight for next episode. But uh, this is Q1 and something that we're excited to continue to do. Maybe Q2 be much brighter and we'll be talking about how, you know, everything is on the rebound and life is good and the roaring 20s is kicking off. But um, we'll continue to do that. And now I want to go into one of my most uh, most exciting parts of the show for me is shit you should, shit you should know. Uh, shit you should know is where we highlight different topics that we're excited to learn about and share with our audience, Where whether it's uh, a series on Netflix, it's a book you're reading, uh, article, article you read, or just an overall, just something in the technology space that you want to share with our uh, listeners, we share it. So this is shit you should know. So uh, AG, you know, I'd like to have you kick off. <laughs> um, shit you should know. Um, Apple, right? Apple podcast subscription. Oh. They changed Ooh. the game. Right. Yeah, that's that was huge. It was, you know, for our listeners, this it happened yesterday for us. Um, but you know, they're charging creators what I think it's a nineteen ninety nine for the entire year. Um, and creators have now have the opportunity, such as ourselves and our millions of listeners, to charge you to listen to our podcast, right? Um, and I think it's the the we can charge whatever. We could charge a dollar ninety nine ninety nine cents, or we could charge twenty dollars for a subscription. Bill you, bill you monthly or by the year. Um, how that plays out, you know, it's, you know, it depends, <laughs> right? It's going to be it's it's you you would think Apple's you know for for years you would see you would say it's Apple Music. They're charging for Apple Music, but they're not charging for podcasts. And I guess it was more of a just waiting to see how the model is going to play out. How are they going to make this happen? Um, and it's a natural, natural progression, right? Um, yeah. it is interesting to see they were launching this amidst, you know, with Spotify doing their thing. Um, and they're charging that one flat, uh, fee for Spotify content or music as well. And you get the podcast. So, uh, you know, it was Apple. So we'll see what happens because I think. So what is it? So the whole thing I I saw it, I didn't get to read it. So it's twenty. So as consumers, we pay twenty dollars a year to have access to all the no, podcasts. No, is that I it? I think the creators charge. They, oh, so we charged by Apple to do this. Got it. So even money. to get it listed on Apple, we got to Shit, that's not exclusive. No, no. You, gotta, you if you want to charge again, I'll you know I'll go back and double check. I'm gonna check it but, out. Apple, if say Whiskey Hue wants to charge their listeners to. Yep listen to or, or charge their, you know, charge the listeners. We had to pay Apple $20 a year. Got it. And then we could charge the listeners, whatever we want and how we want to do it. Whether it's by, I think it's whether it's by the entire portfolio or by episode. So it's a flat fee. And then is there a cut of each, uh, whatever um, we it, charge? It didn't, it didn't say, and I didn't hear okay. that. So, so I think more. That means they're going to take this space, the space they created, 
podcast came from iPod, uh, and you know, uh, they created it. Now they're going to take it very seriously. So, uh oh, Spotify, watch out. Home yeah. Home. And then it goes to the <laughs> one of our earlier episodes where we talked about Apple and how they were shifting their business model to create this, um, what, what's essentially called a rundle. We go back to your Scott Galloway, uh, yeah, reference, yeah. but a rundle, which pretty much is you have a, a reoccurring revenue bundle where you're putting together all these different services and charging a subscription fee. So you think about ways that Apple can iterate on their business where they were sp- strictly a hardware company. Now they're laying, layering in hardware and services, which makes them dominant. So you, you have the TV, you have the music. Now you have the, uh, the like the cloud services and then you, now you're going to layer on podcast. So you're pretty much going to get that bundle up and up where you're going to have an average, uh, revenue per user, which is the holy grail of any business. We have this money just flowing in and the break even is essentially, uh, a lot lower because, you know, the services to do one versus a million essentially don't increase exponentially. So what you're going to have is Apple. We're going to continue to lean into that. More services will be subscription. Um, even if you think about it, the um, phones now are on a subscription service. I don't know if you know this, but you can buy a phone for $30 a month, you know, the $1,000 iPhones. And they just want to keep you there. And they'll say you can always renew every 12 months. But, you know, that's their recurring revenue. That makes total sense. So um, that's a good good point, AG. part of your rundle. It's like if you're always leasing, you're always going to be spending exactly, more, right? Yeah. Uh, versus buying it outright. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Been, People I've don't been see the f- with Apple for years. I got the cloud service. I got the Apple TV. I got the music. You know, we're gonna we're gonna decide. We're gonna have a business conversation on our own to decide whether we're gonna charge for the Whiskey Hue episodes. But I think we love you guys too much to charge you. So. Because Anthony has all those all those nice gadgets, and so do millions others. That's why I buy the mutton stock. <laughs> so, <laughs> that stock's gonna it's gonna continue to kill. It's gonna have some downturns, but don't yeah. you worry. Load up. Load up. Again, check with your financial advisor. Stand up to me. All right. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. absolutely. So for me, um, something that's really been standing out, um, I will say that uh, musically I'm really leaning into the verses and the evolutions with Triller. Um, they really turned into a big business. And we talked about, the, I think I talked about Triller before, but where I'm excited is to see their integrations. They signed a deal with um, Peloton. So Peloton and Triller has come together to do a versus with their bike ride. So I'm just excited to continue to see the evolution of a brand that was pretty much created during the pandemic and evolve so rapidly where is doing major game changing um, uh, business deals. Um, so Triller is, is something that I want people to continue to watch. Um, last night was 420. They had the Red Man and Method Man That's episode. Man, Red Man. So uh, was it hot? I met. I bet. I think was. it was more jokes than music. Uh, you know, I looked at. I looked oh, really? at the comments. <laughs> you know, people were cracking up because Red Man is nuts. I mean, everyone goes back to the how high days. But yeah, it was. It was good from that perspective. It's like like to, like Red Man's thin as all hell now, and then and then and Method Man Method Man is jacked. <laughs> it's just like what? that dude's like the Rock, man. <laughs> good for him, man. He's eating right and lifting right. Apparently, <laughs> good for him, man. Um, favorite song of all time from him is him with uh, Mary J, man. All I need, oh. I love that song. Anyway, um, oh, you didn't yeah, call it? Sorry, because yeah. I got my list of fifty yeah. coming. List of fifty, scroll into the top. All right, um, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Shoe deal Ooh. with Nike just ended. Uh, yeah, the estate is free to negotiate with any shoemaker. I'm curious to see what they do. I'm um, surprised Nike 
Nike probably just worked out that their accounting cats in the back, probably brown people, uh, worked out the numbers moving forward. Okay, is this going to what makes sense? I would have thought postmortem that would have made, you know, they could have positioned it as a nice legacy building thing continuously. Uh, but let's see. Uh, whoever takes it is going to have some interesting things to do with that, with the estate. Um, I'm reading this book, The Smartest Kids in the World and How They Got That Way by Amanda Ripley. You can see it right there. I got this from a wife and it's usually, you know, because we're, we're looking to do this move for better schools, longer commute for us, but better schools for them, you know, just to get them positioned because they're going to run this world at some point, all our kids. So let's get them right. Um, it's an interesting read and it tells you like, you know, something I didn't know, like that 12 to 15 age, we always thought it was really early, but 12 to 15 is very cr- critical. Like that sets them up for pretty much what they're going to, their thought process for the rest of their wow. life, potentially. It, it can change, but here it is. And one last thing, man. Chenwith Palipatia. You know I'm going to kill this. Yes, all six or seven of his back deals are down from all-time highs, <laughs> but they're still up overall, right? And, you know, he capitalized on a moment. So he rode the hype for a liquidity moment, right? As a business person, you can't knock that. You know, he rode the hype liquidated out of, you know, um, oh man, what is it? Uh, dude, what's the name of it? Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Mm-hmm. He took the, he spacked them up and took them IPO. He put like 800 mil himself and then I think doubled it, tripled it even. And then he took a bunch out just recently, like two months ago, a month and a half ago. Um, if you're a follower of, follower of his legacy, you might take a slight at him, you know, for his perception vantage point. Maybe you could do that, but he, he's not inclined or obliged to tell you uh, in real time, before, during, after the trades he's making, right? Um, you'll find out eventually when they become public at the end of the quarter. But, you know, Buffett, he's trying to position himself as the Buffett. He's not anywhere near, like, I think, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk is a cult following. I think Chumitz wants yeah. that. And I think he's he's smart, but Elon Musk is a different next level type of stuff. Um, Buffett, you know, he missed Apple for 15, 17 years, right? <laughs> and now he's in for the last five, six years. And Buffett's one of the smartest of all time. And now he's in. Uh, and you know, it's one of his biggest holdings, right? And Apple is so, you know, Chelmet's trying to set him up, set himself up to be one of those guys. And he wants to do a lot in the social equity and social, uh, philanthropic space as far as sustainability. So let's see, he liquidated some positions there, but you know, that's how this whole thing goes. The SPACs, we brought it up. SPACs are going to be interesting this year and it's already starting. Starting to blow it a little I remember bit. we first brought SPACs up. I was like, SPACs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SPACs. <laughs> it's all good, man. It happens to the best of <laughs> What'd you say, Cloud? You said it's not it's Tupac's cousin. What are you trying to say? <laughs> so Anthony read it wrong. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a word, so I'm just going to call it SPAC. SPAC. There you go. Now we know. Now it's the all of rage, and companies are um, uh, going public. And that brings me to something that I wanted to just make sure I leaned into. Is remember when I was talking about Oatly, and you guys were like, "Oat milk? What are you talking about?" Blah 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 blah. They just, they're getting ready to IPO. Um, so it, it, Jay-Z's in it, Oprah's in it. A lot of black and brown investors are in there, and it's very amazing to see. But uh, I just wanted to highlight that Oatly was uh, uh, about to do its thing. Oh, really? I did. I First of all, I don't recall you talking about it, but that's cool. As long as you had that conversation, <laughs> include us when you want. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna tell him we talked about this. Uh, let me find the episode. I'll find the episode. And, and, but uh, yeah, yeah. Clyde flexes on us. We're not even in the room, know, man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I remember that, actually. Oatly, because I know some cats. That, yeah, was back this, in, that was a while back, wasn't it? That was, was like back summertime. Like yeah, summertime. No, it was What's yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Good for you. But uh, but yeah. So this has been another episode. Say it again. 
The Oracle of South Orange. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hue. Before we close out, I want to talk about our whiskey of the day. Uh, whiskey of the day, which, you know, AG brought up was uh, Oregon Spirit Wheat Whiskey. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, I like it. I like, yeah. Okay. See? Simple as it is. I'm in. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. It was recommended for me. It was um, a couple weeks ago when it, before the NCAA tournament started and I was, did like a cut day or cheat day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, whatever. Uh, to watch the first round. And uh, I went to like uh, Total Wine. You know, I'm looking for a good bourbon or a whiskey. And, and the guy there was like, oh, you should try this. I was like, eh, why? He was like, trust me, you'll be surprised. It's smooth. You know, it has like a has a, you know, like a nice little spice to it. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's U.S. And I was like, all right, dude, you know, I literally said that to the guy. I was like, all right, dude, whatever you say, I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, and I think I took I took a picture of uh, I don't know if it was a McAllen that was like eighteen hundred dollars to send to you guys. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, just to say, listen, my birthday's coming up, man. So thanks, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you sell your house, you buy it to sell. <laughs> oh man! But it's a very smooth. It's it, I, it's you know, honestly, it's something you know. We have a lot of whiskeys and bourbons that we talk about. I think that could be randomly good talking pieces. You know, they're not the big brands. They're not the big. Uh, products that we all talk about that we all know but you know you got to find some uh winners here and there but this one's like a, a definite winner um you know you know what lane i put this in ag you know what lane i put this in yeah, like with you're not gonna like this both of you guys but koval it's it's light and sweet like you put a little cube in there it just pops it open it's bright it's like you know so it's like it's kind of light and sweet it's like an easy good point it's an easy drink i like it smooth with, with a fool it's like it's like what do they call those a web map yeah, we put Koval in the middle and everything else. Six, six degrees of Koval. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything comes back to the Matrix. They, they should, we, should, we should start sending clips to Koval because we need sponsorship. Okay. Hell yeah. No, I'm going to I'm gonna hit him up. It's, it's time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, for me, I, I think it was it was pretty good. The story around it was very interesting. They use a lot of like organic and natural uh, ingredients, uh, spring water and everything else. So. Uh, it's true fitting style so of Oregon and, you know, that that uh, Northwest uh, uh, kind of vibe up there. But for me, I had it neat. And what stood out to me was it was it was a lot smoother than like a heavier bourbon. And uh, there was like hints of apple and cinnamon, which I, I'm a fan of. So um, I, I thought it was pretty good. So with that, you know, uh, that's this episode of the Whiskey Hue. We're gonna we're gonna do and and once things open up, we're gonna do a a whiskey tasting brought to you by Whiskey Hue because Clyde is going to really run that show for you. you he's, he's gonna, gonna, <laughs> gonna you taste uh, the apple and the cinnamon. All right, guys. and spit. <laughs> oh man, I gotta hey, uh, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow, uh, so we'll see. I get it at like ten in the morning, and then I got. I'm presenting with Morgan Stanley. My last one ends at six with a Pfizer. You're supposed to feel the symptoms if you do. Twelve hours later, so I'm trying to time it so I get knocked out like two, three hours after I finish with Morgan Stanley. <laughs> so let's see. I'm speaking at Julia's event, so it's gonna be dope. Oh. We'll see. I'll either be a zombie by the next time we meet up, um, per AG's, uh, you know, <laughs> fear, I or we'll see. I might be. Who knows. Start walk around. If you are. Like, I won't get it. Okay. I'm gonna start doing Thriller up in this mug. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All, right. all right, Clyde's trying to rap. <laughs> it's all good, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Whiskey Hill.
Thanks for listening, and uh, make sure you find us on all platforms. Peace.